This is Kari Gale. And this is Tony Critz. Welcome to the Pilgrim Lost Podcast, a space for those who wander and wonder. We're recording on Monday the 14th, I think. Whatever. Monday something. Yes. And this is um, this is election confirmation day and COVID vaccination day. Confirmation and vaccination. Is it really? Yeah, both those things are happening today. Okay, I knew they were happening. I didn't I didn't know there was like an official What what does that exactly mean? Which one? The vaccine day. They've started actually putting needles in people's arms. Okay, today. I knew that that was happening, yeah. but I didn't know that they had to make a, you know, they made a proclamation um, or potentially like, you know, a song or a musical about it. No musical that I know of, but um, we can work on that. We can, we can call our host from the last podcast, Sam Martin, and see if he can help us put together a musical, a, a, a COVID vaccination musical. You know what? I do not doubt that that will, that will some form of that, whether it's with Sam or not, but some, someone will create this. Someone Absolutely. will. Absolutely. So, um, so our last podcast with Sam was great. Eight principles for fostering a creative pilgrimage every day. So that was fun. And um, we talked about those eight principles on the blog as well. And then you have been industrious on the website. I have. Um, well, I, I decided that, uh, well, we decided that it we was decided. time. We decided it was time. So we, we, we made a, we've made a little baby step um, and we have uh, created a Patreon account. Patreon. Pilgrim Lost. And Pilgrim Lost, Patreon. Pilgrim Lost, Patreon. I like Fantastic. the alliteration there. Uh, yeah. So if you, you know, most people, most people have a good idea of what Patreon is, but if you don't know what Patreon is, Patreon is a way to support creative folks like Tony and I to continue to do what we do, which is create great content. And um, a lot of artists are on there, musicians, um, anybody who's doing something creative that they are putting out in the world. And people have said to them, hey, how do I support you in that? And so Patreon's a way for people to do that. So we've created a, a site. Yes, in, in days of yore, they were called patrons. And patrons, they, they paid for the things they, that they thought were important to be in the world. Sculptors and painters and musicians and bards and all that sort of thing. And, and then patrons just set up to, to create an easy platform in case people want to support. And, you know, Kara, you and I, this is, um, this, is, this is a side gig for us. It's really a passion project talking about pilgriming and a lifestyle of pilgriming and um, the desire to connect with the world and with our neighbor and all those sorts of things. And um, we just wanted to give away for people to support us since we're doing this ad free and there's really, there's no other real way for us to, to be financially helped along the way with this. And we do have expenses and just to keep this thing going. And so if anybody wants to help, that'd be great. Super easy. How, how would they do it? So um, there is going to be a link on our homepage on our website on programloss.com. And there also will be a link in the profile link um, of our Instagram account, which is at Pilgrim Lost. So those will be two easy ways um, to, to just jump on and support us. So um, we'd so appreciate it. And hopefully that would be something that uh, will be real easy for you to do. If you, if you have the, um, what would be the word? Means, wherewithal, desire, passion. Oh, you're a theosaurus this morning. Exactly <laughs> theosaurus? 
<laughs> <I'm a thesaurus>. <laughs> 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 you, <laughs> do theosauruses have short little arms like T-Rexes? Yeah. <laughs> short little armed giant reptiles that have great vocabulary. The theosaurus. <laughs> <laughs> so um yeah and and again it's just another way for us to be a community to exactly just a community with all of you so and we do consider you a community and we think about you guys often and um speaking of which two podcasts ago you and i had a surviving the covid lockdown conversation we did because oregon was going into this four-week kind of total lockdown, no restaurants, no cafes, no bars, you know, nowhere to really go, even just to sit in a corner and read a book, you know, and just kind of being stuck at home. And we were talking about uh, choosing to lean into it, to not, to not just kind of go into a dark place, not just get lost in YouTube and a bottle of booze, but to try and think through activating ourselves during this four weeks. And I wanted to check back in and see how it's been going. Do I have to go first? Well, yeah. Should I go through your list? I have your list in front of me. Oh, you're so industrious. I, didn't so have, you I don't have going, your list. <laughs> you were going to connect with uh, someone in Ireland or Iceland? No. Icelandic friend who lives in Spain. That's right. The Icelandic friend. Who's, I just wrote down Iceland. So, And then um, you were going to light a candle in the mornings mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and then you were going to do a daily drawing get back mm -hmm, into that habit mm -hmm. and then for physical yoga extend your yoga mm -hmm. and then dietary you were gonna like get off the gluten train and just choose to be like I'm gonna be the jerk who says I don't eat gluten <laughs> toot, toot. the gluten goober um which no I I um I, I'll be really honest. I did some of those things and I did not do some of those things. Uh, <laughs> well, that's, that's part of being a pilgrim. Yeah. It, you know, it's about stumbling as well as walking. Yeah. So I had a big stumble that happened, which you might have read about on the podcast. I'm not on the podcast, excuse me, on the blog. That's right. So right after we had this declaration, um, I was in a really gnarly car crash and, that's um, true. Now, for all of those of you who've had car crashes, I don't know what the scale is, but for me, it was pretty darn traumatic. I walked away from it pretty, um, without any major thing yeah, happening. That's serious. Super grateful. Um, Your car, not so much. Not so much. My car was totaled. The front end of it was torn off. Let's have a moment of silence for our, my poor little brand new car that I, we got, my sister and I got it back in March. <laughs> very sad. It's the first car you've owned in years. Years and years. Yes. And literally the day before it happened, my sister and I were driving in it and we looked at each other we're like, isn't it so great to have a car? <laughs> it, was, it was a sad moment. Um, but not to dwell on that, but it, it really did shake me up for about a week and a half, honestly. Um, yeah. So for a couple of days, I was really sore. So I wasn't doing yoga. I was icing I had a bad foot and I, I was really just it kind of broke open um, some things for me emotionally that I hadn't felt in a long time and so I didn't I didn't have that um, I wasn't thinking about my my ways to get through quarantine I was just getting through the day 
Um, but I'm doing much better now. And, um, I think a few of the things that I, so I, I did call my friend in Iceland and we had a lovely long conversation. Um, I have been off gluten, I think now for eight weeks, which I'm actually really proud of because there's been several moments around Thanksgiving where I wanted to jump back. Just eat as much stuffing as possible. Stuffing and pie crust. And I do have to say though, in the world of gluten, I'm really glad I'm doing this now and not 10 years ago. There's so many delicious things out there. And doing it in Portland. I mean, it's oh, just oh my gosh. like every restaurant's got a gluten-free page for you or whatever. Oh, it's, I'm, it's, I have nothing to complain about. So, but, um, but I have had some really, uh, I feel like some, some health things have been happening that have been really good as a result of that. So, great. Um, so that's great. Haven't done a lot more yoga. I've been still struggling a little bit with some things. Um, I do have a little bit of neck shoulder pain from the accident. So I've been told to kind of lay low and just kind of let some things heal. Um, but the thing I have been doing pretty consistently is drawing. I haven't been drawing every day, but I've been doing, I would say I've been drawing every other day. And um, that has been really good. I've, I've had a little bit, it was really interesting to listen to Sam last week or two weeks ago because I've been in a little bit of a art midlife crisis lately. And, um, you know, as you, as you kind of enter into, to be honest, it actually was sort of activated by the accident because I, you know, when you, something traumatic happens, you kind of, you know, if you're worried about something before the accident, something traumatic happens, then after that, you're sort of like, what was I, why was I worried about that thing? And what, what is important and what's a priority. And so honestly, the, the, that moment really kind of brought me back to a point of why am I doing art? Why, why do I do this? And the idea was a lot of times when you're trying to, when you're, you're an artist, you're creative, you're trying to figure out how to make a living as a creative and you start going down the road of, how do I make money from this? And I vacillate back and forth between how do I make money and how do I do this out of the pure joy of it? And so I've been really struggling, you know, in this last few months to try to figure out how to earn some more income from, from my visual art. And um, after I had the car crash, I was just like, I want to draw things I want to draw again. And so it kind of let, I let go of that a little bit. And so, um, so now you know, referring back to Sam's principles, I'm just showing up, just showing up and drawing things that I like to draw for now. Yeah. So that's what I've been doing. Um, so a little bit, oh, and I didn't light a candle. I couldn't find any candles. (laughs) Okay. So I'm, I'm being really honest. I thought that was a really lovely idea, but, um, yeah, I got a little, a little sidetracked with crazy world, you know, crash sort of stuff, but yeah. How about you? How, how, so I don't, I'm not the Tony that has a list. I do remember some of them though. I remember you you wanted to go into your, your, um, back to your daily routine of lighting candles for your family, for friends. Yep. Yep. uh, Stumbled some, probably did it half the days, maybe a third of the days, but it's a, it's a little 20 minute ceremony of lighting candles. And this morning I did it. Kari, I wrote a, I lit a candle for you and for our Pilgrim Lost community, oh. just a, sort of a, a 
a blessing of hope for everyone. So, and that's, I've tried to make that a part of the morning since, since this community of friends is, I consider an important part of my life. So I did that. You were going to um, walk some more? You were going to actually I did. I did. I did. I did more long walks. I did more 10 plus mile walks Ooh. during this last four weeks. I'm probably walking every other day. But when I walk, I try to intentionally go farther than I would have. Normally my walks are, you know, five to seven. And I was trying to push it to over 10. Try to get that step count over 20,000 steps. Dang. Um, I've been, I, we're going to connect with your friend um, on the front porch. Patrick, yes. Patrick, yes. And Patrick and I have been on the phone a lot, at least once a week. Oh, that's so good. And it's good. been great. We've been talking a ton. And you know Patrick, so I know that you have affection for that. And actually, yeah. he just called me right before we started to record. He just called me and he's like, hey, man, let's talk. And I was like, I'm about to record the podcast, but I'll call you back. So, And he's in Finland and it's just so great living in the wor modern world where calling Finland is like calling across the street. It know? is. It is. It's, it is wonderful. Yeah. Do you call on WhatsApp? What do you guys call on? No, he calls me. He's got a Google line, a oh. Google voice line. And There's just, so many ways anymore. You just like, we do WhatsApp sometimes too, but um, yeah, so that's super easy. And let's see. Um, that's physical. Uh, I don't know that I did great on the diet front. Um, but uh, on the, the holidays, it's a hard one on the holiday season. It is. It is. And you know, sometimes I just want, you know, French fries. I'm sorry. Who doesn't? Who doesn't? Um, and then if, if I might return the favor and not feel like I'm trying to like steal the thunder or whatever, I, I've had a lot happen creatively the last few weeks. I know you've been a busy, busy guy. So can you enlighten us and tell us what's going yeah. on? Yeah. Can I, can I get a little honest? Is yeah. That... Yeah. No, of course. So I don't even think I've told you this, Kari, but about maybe six weeks ago. Um, yeah. I don't even think I confessed this uh, here, but I really, I really went into a hole, a sort of a deep Impressive hole for a few mm -hmm. days. And it, it got triggered one day when I was out walking, actually. I was out walking and I had stopped and um, a couple things happened. It just sort of triggered some really dark thoughts about, you know, I'm wasting my life and I'm a waste, I'm a failure. And, um, you know, the, I've had all these experiences in my life and now I'm not having any of those and I'm not really affecting the world in a particularly just all those dark thoughts. Then and while there might be a kernel of truth in them, none of them were, are totally true on any level, but they start to like build on top of each other. And, you know, my children are going to be disappointed in me and I'm going to, I'm going to, you know, it just was a, just darkness, you know? And I was just like, I'm just going to pull the plug, not on any like super scary level, but just, I just was, I'm just going to stop trying, you know, sort of, I'm just going to coast through life or whatever. Well, that I was just like, oh, it was terrible. It was a terrible couple of days. And at the end of those couple of days, I was like, okay, I do not know how to get out of this feeling, this funk that I get in. And for those people listening, I manifest a lot of four on the Enneagram. I'm, I'm a very emotional, emotive person. So this is not the weirdest thing for me to feel these ways. But um, what I did was I just said, okay, Tony, it's control what you can control. Mm. And in this case, what I decided was um, there's some old spiritual traditions of sort of throwing yourself into a state of 
sort of physiological need in order to trigger sort of a spiritual epiphany. So what I decided to do was stop shaving, stop like cutting my hair, like sort of not, not bathe a ton. I mean, that might sound creepy, but I don't, I'm not a big bather anyway. Uh, and just kind of like, like, and I hate to not shave. I hate it when my face gets itchy. I'm just, I'm just going to kind of make my, I'm just going to, I'm just going to like sort of manifest yuckiness to like trigger, I want to be something more than this. And that mm. might sound silly, but this is, was my conclusion. So I went all the way through my trip to Oklahoma with just like disgusting facial hair. And um, every time I looked in the mirror, I was like, you're just, you're just not a handsome man at all. And then I got, and then I got back to Oregon and all of a sudden my brain just started like clicking creatively. Like had a couple book ideas that I was getting kind of excited about and starting to outline um, the work that we're doing on the documentaries kind of getting exciting and fun. And then our friend, Karen Thurston, uh, Grace now, or whatever her Gilmore, Gilmore she, um, she had talked, we had talked about my novel that's been sitting in the can. So I contacted her like a week ago and said, Karen, let's do it. Let's find an editor. Help me. She got me an editor and I just sent my manuscript an hour ago to an editor to take the next big step forward on my novel. Oh my and gosh. so I have hired an editor who's a friend of a former guest on our show. That's amazing. Yeah. Congratulations. I'll, That's yeah. a step. Yeah. So anyway, that was a lot. I hope I didn't bore everybody, but that's... No, no, no. Gosh, like, I mean, I feel like, I mean, in, in the world of social media and all the communication that we have, people, people want to hear true things, right? Yeah. They don't want to hear shiny, happy, pilgrim lost podcast hosts telling us, telling them how to live their <laughs> lives, right? We, we, we are experiencing all the same things that everyone's experiencing and we just happen to do it, you know on a microphone. And I think people need to hear that. And I, I wanted to say in, re, in regards to you saying, I think it's, is it a weird thing that you did that with your facial hair and what have you? I don't think so. I think it, you know, it's a, I think it's really hard when you're feeling the way you were feeling inside and you don't look that way on the outside and people see, they make a perception of how you are and how you're feeling. And so to be able to actually tangibly represent Exactly. What you felt inside externally, I think is, um, I mean, I think, I think more of us should do it. I mean, I feel the same way. It's, it's, it's why when we, we, you know, we want to hide away from the world that we get into our sweatpants and we don't, you know, I don't put on makeup and I just want to, I want to feel, I want, I don't want to have this dissonance between the external and the internal. And so that makes sense to me. I don't Now Maybe you're, wife looking at you was <laughs> wishing that you would shave. <laughs> that's, that's for sure. <clears throat> but, um, but it does, that may totally make sense to me. Um, I think, and you've always been a person to me that has, from the very beginnings of when I first knew you, um, representing, doing tangible things that represent spiritual processes or practices has always been something that you have been drawn to and that you've shared and invited others into. And so that makes total sense to me. Um, yeah. And, and it's really, that's not the way I was raised. I was raised that everything sort of spiritual, psychological existed in this invisible 
plane. It's, you know, the, the old Greek word is dualism, right? That, mm-hmm. that all the sort of spiritual stuff is happens in this unseen place. And then the, the physical world is sort of a bad place that we just have to endure or whatever. And I just don't believe that anymore. I just think it's that, uh, holistically we have to engage all things simultaneously and this and to your point sort of this living authentically that my outsides match my insides well as a three talking about the enneagram i'm very tempted to hide those things away i'm very tempted to be look shiny on the outside and even if i'm really struggling on the inside so for me to take that step towards doing something like that is um I admire that because I fight against that. I resist that definitely. And so to show myself to not only, you know, uh, the Pilgrim Lost community, but just to even close friends and say, I'm really struggling. Like, right. I mean, I, I almost didn't write that blog the other day because it, it was so vulnerable. Like who wants to be that vulnerable? You were really courageous. It was great. I, Thank you. It, and part of it was that was the only thing I could, that was running through my mind. So I was like, well, I'm going to either write the blog about this or nothing at all. But it, it does take um, for, for lots of us to, to be able to expose, expose that vulnerability and say, I'm, I'm really struggling right now. Is, right. I mean, and I think right now with COVID, people are being a lot more vulnerable about their struggles because everyone's experiencing they don't feel hopefully they don't feel alone in that because people are being so um, vociferous and sharing about what they're going through and um, I mean I was just when I was waiting for um, our pod to start I was you know scrolling through some Facebook and several people were just sharing so honestly so vulnerably about what they're going through so I think that's a good thing and hopefully that will continue even when you know the vaccine comes and the world hopefully gets back to normal, but that people can still feel free to share what they're going through. I don't know. We'll see. I had one other epiphany about creativity. Um, so 10 years ago, and I know, you know, this Kari, but just to kind of rehash a little bit, I was making, I was making a decent living as sort of a creative personality, right? writing books and traveling and speaking at a lot of conferences and, and I was giving a lot of energy to it. Um, you know, being on social media all the time and hustling gigs. It's a lot of hustle when you're trying to live in that world and sort of make a living off of your thoughts and your personality or whatever in your, your books that you write, it takes a lot of energy to like force enough opportunities to put money in the bank and all that sort of stuff. And then about five years ago, I just decided I couldn't do it anymore. I'm just not built for the hustle. I've got friends. They love it. They love to be on social media every day and think of creative ways to engage an audience. And I'm like, oh my gosh, it's so hard for me to do. And um, so about five years ago, I just sort of decided to get, get off the merry-go-round and stop trying to force it. Well, here's what I, just, here's what I think I just discovered. I had falsely married two ideas. My creative self, I had married to sort of building a career. And my creative self existed 
to build a career and a platform and to sort of like advance my resume. Like, and I, I, I made those two one thing. So when I decided I wasn't going to do the hustle anymore, I wasn't going to worry about my resume. I was going to stop like trying to build this career. My creative life kind of died too. And it's not that I haven't been doing anything creative. I just really, I haven't had the love of it or the passion for it that I've sort of been feeling the last week or two. And part of the reason I think I'm feeling it is because I think I'm uncoupling those two things. Oh my gosh. So I'm, I'm flipping out right now because just what you just said is exactly what I've been struggling with. This art midlife crisis that I've been having is I've been on the opposite end. Mine was never coupled and I've been wanting to try, or I've been, I've been feeling like I quote unquote should couple them. If I was really going to be leave the world of amateur art behind and be a professional that I needed to couple them. And so, and there's just been something in me that's resisted that. And I, I keep feeling like I should do it, but I don't, I don't have that. It's not, I'm not inspired to do it. And so, um, one of the things that I sort of realized in these last few weeks and just doing this art, just doing art that I love is I don't think (laughs) here I say this, ask me in two weeks, but I don't think they should be together. And, you know, I think I've quoted Elizabeth Gilbert before when she talked about, it's not going to be exact quote, but this idea of not putting the burden of money making on the creative work that you do. And she, she had made a promise to her earlier creative self that she wouldn't put the burden of money making on that creative work because that creative work would would shrink and die. And it's not true for everyone. There's never, you know, all these things that we're talking to Sam about, his, his eight creative process, you know, epiphanies, like those won't apply to every single person. And I think I'm always looking for like, what's the- Yeah, but I think Sam in some ways is a good example of what you're talking about because most of his creative life has nothing to do with making money. I mean, you talked about that concept album he did just for himself, you know, about his children and about his life. And, and he spends so much of his- he, he gives so much creative energy to just sort of this well, right. the joy he said, of creativity. He the joy has to come first. You, he's and like, then he writes these pop songs for, is like his job. I mean, but that's him, right. that's him doing spreadsheets. Totally. And it's, it's, it's such a delicate dance. Really? It's a, I mean, it is a freaking delicate dance. And I, I, I feel like I've tried to get up on the tightrope and then I just slide off one on either side and I end up in a pile on the ground and I'm like, Oh God, this doesn't work. And I'm constantly trying to get back up on the tightrope and find the balance. And I guess one thing, the one thing that I do know is if it doesn't start, like Sam said, with delight, with, with joy, then you kind of have nothing. I don't know. I, for me, that's the case. For me, that's the case. If I can't, if I'm, if I'm not enjoying the process of creation, then I need to throw in the towel. And so at least starting there, I mean, God, I'm, I'm almost, I'm going to turn 49 years old and I swear to God, I have this, these, these struggles every single year. And, you know, um, yeah, I mean, my creative work, I was talking to a good friend a couple of days ago and we were talking about how I always expect, and I know you can identify with this, you have something exciting happen and you expect it to be this bridge to the next thing. And it's not, it's, it's just, a sh- it's like a dead end. And the thing in itself wasn't bad. It was amazing. You would totally have done that thing, but you thought it would lead somewhere. And there, it, none of my creative things have ever led anywhere else. And so I continue to do these 
you know, kind of one-off creative ventures. And I do them because I love doing them, but at the same time, they haven't led me anywhere permanent, you know, whether it's, so I just, I struggle with that. And that, that's something that I may struggle with forever. I may never, you know, have the thing that leads me to something bigger that would be, you know, whether it would be a, an actual way for me to financially support myself or yeah, I don't know. I just always on the tightrope, always balancing. So this, um, this novel, I'm, I want to have it out by June and to be able to give it to my friends and just have it available. And it's going to cost me probably a crap load of money in order to just self-publish it. And I've always been so reluctant to self-publish because um, I've, I've been able to publish through more traditional means. And, and this time I can't because nobody wants it <laughs> or no, Bo, I can't get any publisher to look at it. So I'm just going to just do it and just get it out there and it'll cost me money. And it may, it probably will never affect my career, but I want to get it done. And if anybody out there knows how to self-publish or can give me some advice on a way to pull it off and get it, you know, get it done, I'm, I'm excited to try and figure it out. So. Well, I would be happy to, to, uh, yeah, I've, I've done a couple little self-published books. Uh, we can, we can chat off, off mic about that, but, nice. um, honestly, I just want to say, I think that's really brave. Thanks. I mean, in on a myriad out of ways in the ways that I know you and I, the, the paths that you've walked, I think that that to me is the bravest thing is just be like, I'm just doing this. So congratulations. I'm excited. Thanks. Yeah. Did you, um, was there anything else you want to reflect on about sort of Sam's comments is eight principles? The one I'm really clinging to is just showing up, showing up, trying to show up and do the work. And, um, I think the biggest thing for me too is um, just like anything with food, you know, when you're saying, oh, I'm not going to drink this week or I'm not going to do this thing. It's more about um, like not getting discouraged or shaming yourself if you don't show up for a day. Because I think I have tended in the past, you know, I start something and I say, I'm going to paint every day for three weeks or what have you. And then if I don't show up one day, then I stop and say, oh, I'm, I'm done. I'm out. And instead of doing that, saying, no, I'm going to show up tomorrow and not, not discouraging myself from continuing because I, I haven't been able to show up one particular day for whatever reason. So um, just kind of pressing forward, which I mean, if we go back to our walking, <laughs> that's what you do, right? You may have to sit out your day and then you just, you just put the shoes back on and you keep walking. and. Um, I think that that metaphor is, although we use it all the time, it really, it really is so true. And it's so powerful to just, you keep moving, right? Yes. And I'm trying to, I'm trying to figure that out, you know, you know, how to just, you know, with these different writing projects, just thinking through, you know, how do I just sit down for two or three hours a day and just work on them? And if that means outlining, if that means research, whatever, just, just taking a step forward, not not having to get it all done at once, um, staying in the process. I think the delegate tasks right now is really speaking to me of, of Sam. Which you or, did because you delegated the know, edit, editing, you know, which is just, amazing. Like he was talking about that he writes these pop songs that have a chance to make, you know, a million dollars. And he just gives away a percentage of his take because he's like, I want to keep 
doing what I do great, which is writing melodies and let other people do like the engineering or the balancing or whatever stuff you have to do to make a perfect song. Like, like I know anything about that. And he's just like, I just give away a portion of what I make so that I can stay doing what I want to do or what I'm best at. I'm like, Oh my, this is so great. So like, I'm like, okay, I'm just gonna, I'm gonna dig into savings and hopefully it doesn't kill us. And I also think that that thing is really important right now because again, in this conversation with my friend, we were talking about the fact that because of the way the world works now, we have at our fingertips, really, literally everything. We, everyone can edit. Everyone can make a website. Everyone can do marketing. Everyone can do social media. And it's, so it's very tempting to think that you should do it all because you have the capacity in the ways, in tools to do it all. But I disagree. I don't think you should do it all. And I think that being able to hand off and say, you know, just like, what is your superpower? Like Sam Sen said, and find that thing and then let go of the things that are really going to cost you way more time than they will benefit. And so, you know, I mean, the vast, vast, vast majority of writers are not good editors. <laughs> I don't know. I, I would yeah, say that. No, but yeah. Like editing is such a totally different, different um, thing altogether. So... Um, but I could see it would be tempting. You're like, well, it cost me this much money. I should just start to try to edit it myself. And, um, so, so bravo for handing it off. I want to go hand off something. I want to go hand off something right now. I don't know what it is. (laughs) I just want to hand something off. There's your goal. There's your goal. goal. As you walk away is to go find something to hand off, to get off your plate. Yeah. To live more easily. Hmm. Well, um, I don't know that I'm going to get a chance to see you over the holidays. So not. COVID distancing and all that. Yeah. Well, I that hope you good. have a really, a really good one with your fam. Thank you. Yeah. It's going to be quiet. Um, I've, I'm scheming some ways to get my boys outside more. Nice. That's, that's one of my sort of holiday goals. So that's fun. And then, you know, just being a family, hanging out, making memories, taking yeah. pictures. Good. Good. Well, um, I don't know. We wish all of our community a very, very Absolutely. happy holiday. And you we guys are have, important to us. You are. We, 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 we actually really do love coming to the table and talking about this stuff and, and hearing from you and um, knowing that you're out there listening and, and being a part of this is, is, um, is inspiring to us. So, so thank you. Thank you all. Have a great holidays. We'll see you in the new year. Thank you for walking with us. To stay connected, visit us at pilgrimlost.com. Please comment, share, and respond.